Hi everyone, you're listening to Amplify by Girl of Sono. We are your hosts, Arzu, Amanda, and Inara. If you would like to know more about us, please go listen to the introduction episode. We need more listeners. Um, our, okay, so let me start by introducing our topic for um, today. Uh, our topic is stereotypes. And before we go into talking, I just wanted to provide a content warning that might be um, alarming to some listeners. If you are sensitive to certain topics such as mental health and sexual harassment, please click off now. We will also be giving warnings before we talk about triggers, but just in case. Um, okay, so let's move on. Uh, Inara, do you want to introduce yeah. um, your definition of stereotypes? Yes, yeah, so stereotypes, at least according to me, it's a sort of widely held fixed notion or idea of how a person should be according to the standards of society. So today we'll be focusing on gender stereotypes. So for example, would be like how females are more sort of like the carers and maternal. Whereas, like, males are all buff and strong and emotional beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or did you want to go into uh, just a bit about gender stereotyping? Yeah. Um, so, I think, like, the scope of gender stereotyping is very vast. Um, in terms of women itself, there's so much toxicity in terms of um, women looking down upon other women because of their race, class, and more. Oh, absolutely. I feel like... Um, Another one on this, um, on gender stereotypes and women looking down on each other. There was this one phase as a child, I think when I was about nine or ten, it was like very misguided sense of feminism. Because like my ideas of equality were so misplaced. And every time I saw another girl or woman be or, you know, even do something feminine, I'd automatically look down on them because I thought that femininity was a bad thing, you know, and that they were giving feminists bad rep. Like, literally, it, 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 it'd be like, why are you wearing pink? That's so girly. And it took me a long time to realize that there's nothing really wrong with being girly, you get me? Yes, like, there's no yeah, there's yeah. no problems to coming to a stereotype or being out of a stereotype. It's the same thing. Both have problems. Both are, should be accepted. Exactly. And I realized it just took me a really long time to realize that there wasn't anything wrong with being girly, like we said. And it's just that I used to be teased a lot by the boys because apparently feminine things and dudes don't mix well. And if I was to hang out with my guy friends, then I wouldn't be girly in front of them because chi-chi is not good. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, exactly. Like, I remember even when I was a kid, I um, I think I was talking to someone else about this the other day. Uh, I would be so into girly things, you know, things that were pink, things that were um, stereotyped to be feminine. And slowly as I grew up, even as early as the age of like eight or nine, I started um, drifting away from things like that because I thought, you know, why why like things that are girly? Because I'm just going to be looked upon, uh, looked down upon for liking things that are girly. And so I um, strayed for feminine and like, I, I genuinely tried my best to like them, but I couldn't. And it was sort of forcing myself into this box just to fit in and just to not be made fun of. Exactly. But now it's I like realize. we separate. Yeah, it's like we separate being a person ourselves and being a girl. Like, as yeah. there's something wrong with that. Well, we are girls, and we should embrace it, but yeah. not to the stereotypes. But like who we are. It literally would be like Barbie for girl, and like Ken doll for boy, and like yeah. ever since I was little, it was always a clear distinction between girl and boy. There was never. I think we're all like non-binary. So. Oh my God! Remember, like the Kinder Joy. Sorry to cut you off, but like, remember Kinder Joy and how the toys you get still, be so different. Still, still. Yeah. 
like I love eating Kinder Joy, okay, but it's just rude. Yeah. Like I don't want to have like yeah, I don't want toys. Like, like personally, I've always blue? liked cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like now that we're talking about you know gender stereotypes and growing up and all that, I feel like movies also were a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Like every time you'd see like the girly character or the feminine character in a movie, like oh my god, um, High School yeah. Musical, the damsel in distress. Everyone hates Sharpay. Why? Because she was. feminine and she did what she wanted like personally yeah. i think she was always very ambitious but that was treated negatively because she was taking mm-hmm. away from the nice main character you know and she yeah. was very feminine exactly. and i feel like mm-hmm. all of those things are just so imbued in movies and everything we see around us and it's going to take a lot to like peel away the layers you get me exactly it's it's very like deeply instilled in all of us Yeah, and 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 all of the characters were always like all the feminine characters have always been viewed as bimbos and like yeah. not smart mm-hmm. people. Like, yeah. oh, I just want boots and heels and Barbies, and I don't have brains. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, oh, also, I I think like go- going on to how boys sort of get dragged in because. Um, so trigger warning. I don't know if a lot of you got to see, but there was this post being circulated on Instagram for National Suicide Prevention Week that focused on males and specifically toxic masculinity in terms of how men aren't allowed to show emotions and they usually have to cover all of it up. Um, yeah. I, I think some of the statistics were um, suicides by gender, um, which was seventy six percent male and twenty four percent female. Um, and then there are three point three male suicide deaths for every one female suicide death, and um, yeah, I think um, it, it's basically how men aren't allowed to show emotions, and they usually have to cover all of it up. And I think it's super important that we educate everyone, um, and not just female. And I think that's why I've been so like prominent on the fact that, especially girl up at Stonehill. focuses on the intersectionality of feminism because if all of us are on the same level of knowledge only then can we sort of achieve that next um step of equality because it's not like we can only educate girls and expect boys to just yeah absolutely because it's not yeah it doesn't make sense if only yeah. one part of us are you know working so much for you know feminism and equality but then you know men aren't listening to it because They haven't been included in this in the discussion, or they haven't been encouraged to be included, yeah, and all of that. So I feel like it's yeah. And think about it, right? Like put yourself in their shoes as well, especially people like teenagers, um, boys our age, sort of um, might feel left out as well, right? Because um, we're here discussing, you know. Improving women's mental health, improving women's education, and we sort of sometimes forget and ignore the fact that um, men have emotions too, and that they need to be acknowledged as well. And yeah, the whole the whole point is attaining equality between the genders, not like bringing females more. Like there are problems in both genders, and we just need to sort of bring them together. Exactly. Yeah, and I think moving on to like specific stereotypes. You know how like um, we sort of classify teenage boys and college-going boys to be dirty and stinky and smelly—that they don't shower, that they don't clean their room, that they don't have a skincare routine—and we expect so little from them, which sort of results in them 
giving us back only that much right because they want to meet those yeah they want to meet those standards of the stereotype because if they don't if they do have a skincare routine if they do shower if they are clean then they're girly and feminine and they don't want to be that because people will look down upon them for taking care of themselves right so we're stuffing them into that like you need a mental box of what they can and can't do yeah. and it's not necessarily their fault as well you're being restricted yeah yeah so um similar to this the stereotype of how women and men are when it comes to emotions we always term women as always being a carer maternal or they may like in the future if they don't have children then there's something wrong with them why not aren't you don't you have like a maternal instinct to care for someone but when it comes to men and they express their feelings or they are kind or empathetic to any individual it's always a surprise to us that's our first reaction oh my god i didn't know that guys like this exist why is it a surprise to us when all they're doing is the bare minimum like yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it makes a lot of sense cuz like you know you expect so little out of people like a guy will you know what compliment you and treat you right and you know yeah, not to be a terrible terrible person and you'd be like wow good job when in reality that's what you're supposed to do because you know you're a good human being and i feel like that mindset of expecting guys not to be ideal like to be yeah. actual proper human beings yeah. exactly glosses over the whole toxicity of that type of personality you know yeah. and like the things that are born out of it like and the it's like the Yeah, if it's expected yeah. for a woman to be these things, it's not expected for a male. It's like, yeah. oh, because yeah. men feeling men feeling emotions is so taboo. Yeah, exactly. And also, um, you know, have you heard of that um ad by the company Always or the yes. channel Always hashtag Like a Girl? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So um, they had this whole movement where they. um wanted to have this like epic battle to keep girls confidence high during pu- puberty and beyond and people tend to use hashtag like a girl as an insult right yeah. and it's a hard knock against any adolescent girl and since yeah. the rest of puberty is really no picnic either it's easy to see what a huge impact it can have on a girl's self confidence and so yeah. um i think in the video they showed things like um they asked people kick like a girl run like a girl do this like a girl and um these older women and older men had so many um honestly sad impressions of what a girl kicks like and what a girl runs like but then when you ask these young confident girls who are under the age of 10 you know run like a girl kick like a girl they do it with so much power and so much confidence and um they don't think of it as something bad and they um are very empowered by it because they don't see that sort of divide between men and women and their differences right yeah. and so um the whole sort of movement was to redefine like a girl into a positive affirmation you know and i was thinking about this and like relating back to our dress down day as well you know yeah. that we mm-hmm. had like last year and how like even fashion has gender related stereotypes that sort of confine people into a certain um stereotype of how they can dress and how they can't. Well, that absolutely like how if like women are supposed to wear a certain like first of all you're supposed to wear skirts if you don't then 
what are you trying to make a statement or something like that it's always viewed negatively if you wear like slacks yeah. and then on top of that if you do wear a skirt it's like it it again they judge you depending on how long your skirt is yeah. is yeah. it above the knee is it below the knee is it tight is it flowy how are you wearing it are you trying to accentuate features of your lower body are you trying to seduce people and it's like so many little things that come from like one piece of cloth Yeah, and it gets enforced by your environment, like schools itself, where they try. To, you're supposed to be educated on what's right. Over there, it's just being reinforced. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's and sad. and the whole, you know, you can't wear girls can't wear sleeveless shirts, but you know, guys go around shirtless when they're playing football or whatever. Mm-hmm. And no yeah. one says anything about that. But if a girl, oh my god, if she shows her shoulder, then the guys are probably going to pass out because of yeah. exactly. because they are so you know turned on by shoulders like what the hell that makes no sense yeah so that's just boy child yeah, yeah exactly exactly and i feel like just just sum this all up this is basically this shows you how gender stereotypes are such a big part of internalized misogyny mm-hmm. because you know when you look at all of this it basically is just that the ideas that we are brought up with you know they they sort of feed into this never ending cycle of shaming someone for expressing themselves in a way that is quote and quote not normal mm-hmm. because you know you this isn't something that you see on a daily basis and automatically that is bad because just because you don't see it like the standard um in society right now is that guys should be strong and stoic and emotionless and they have to dress manly and women have to be the exact opposite where we have to be caring and we have to be kind and nurturing and motherly and we have to wear feminine things and mm-hmm. like i find it ridiculous like if someone looks good in something why tell them not to wear it like genuinely why would you why would you rob the world of harry styles in a dress mm-hmm. the man looked phenomenal mm-hmm. he pulled it off way better than i ever could and it just like a ton of stuff like that and i feel like it's also So now like, if someone feels comfortable wearing something who are you to go ahead and be like no I'm not comfortable with you wearing that. Yeah. Then don't look at it. Yeah exactly. And also talking about internalized misogyny it happens to be our next month's theme so remember mm-hmm. to check out our Instagram uh, later n- uh, next month for by the um, end of this month yeah. Yeah. 4 hours so, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the consequences of gender stereotyping are really big. It like sort of enforces people to stick by them which we spoke about and it just sort of restricts your growth as an individual and you can't be yourself. Mm-hmm. And stereotypes across the genders that always typically like complete opposites. So when a male goes like out of that stereotype going back to like a girl, they're termed as being girly as an insult and mm-hmm. sort of the other way, oh you're such a tomboy. why you like oh, yeah. this everything's questioned to the a uh, point where someone would rather just go and be subdued by the stereotype rather than exactly be- like i remember um in in school um like i don't know 6th grade or something i used to be very like i, I used to i was a self proclaimed tomboy and i'd walk around and i'd wear like shorts and everything and i'd chill with the guys because that's what like going back to my previous point that if i wanted to hang out with my guy friends i couldn't do anything girly because it doesn't mix well with them exactly and then i'd go back home and i'd have these like elders around me just be like but why don't you wear a skirt tamanna and i just be like because 
I don't know. Yeah. And not realizing at the time it was this whole, you know, flow and ideas of misogyny that was so deep rooted. Mm-hmm. And these stereotypes mm-hmm. that were just constantly playing through my head to the point where I didn't realize that they were stereotypes. Yeah. And I think there's also like different stages of stereotyping and how they evolve from like your early years to you being an adult. So I think some examples of like earlier stereotypings related to gender are like girls should play with dolls and boys should play with trucks or boys should be directed to blue and green and girls towards red and pink. Yeah. Um and you know clothing as well and then during your youth it's um girls should be well behaved and boys are expected to act out and girls are not interested as boys in STEM subjects and even now in my classes in psychology and stuff like that um it's very focused very a lot of girls you know and i think i was discussing that as well like as our club we were trying to figure out why exactly we sort of direct ourselves as um to these classes based on our gender right like what yeah. is the thing that's instilled in us boy. i was actually reading yeah yeah i was reading a study about that you know wait let me just read it, it was a harvard uh, harvard business study mm-hmm. let me just read out like the the paragraph where they talked about this yeah. so it says that women um new research identifies one reason women might be shying away from certain professions they lack confidence in their ability to compete in fields that men are stereotypically believed to perform more strongly in such mm-hmm. as science math and technology yeah. and it really hit me when it when i read that and i understood why you know so many people are like oh but why are you when you see a woman scientist mm-hmm. you know automatically and i started realizing that you know whenever i picture when someone says a scientist i always picture a man exactly it's always mm-hmm. einstein or or um um edison or something but it's <laughs> I forgot <laughs> i think or, i would be able to name more male scientists than female like there's only one like which is marie curie i don't think yeah. any other exactly. you know what i actually think that's what i really like about I don't know if it's IB biology in general or just my biology class but we always learn about like the history of biology as well and like you know we we learn so much about like I I literally suck at remembering names I have terrible memory but we learn a lot about you know like how research has been stolen from females in the past and how oh yeah you know and, and like the the husband takes how the men in their lives take credit Exactly. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like society wouldn't believe it as much if it was coming from a female which is sad as in its own. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, from pursuing it. Yeah, I yeah. think even like the structure of DNA, right? The whole process of figuring it out, um a very big chunk of it was done by a female scientist and you know, by the end she had lost her life because she was so devoted to science, but the men took all the credit for it because there was no one to send up for her and she was gone. Yeah. You know, and it's like you've literally dedicated your entire life to something and you put so much work into it and a man just takes all the credit for it absolutely you know it's i hate that exactly. so um moving on like the government laws the a humongous problem in terms of enforcing gender stereotypes because um like for example in the uk china and i think a few other countries the inheritance law prevails so if there's a female child and a male child regardless of their age the male is more is more likely to get the majority of the holdings rather than the female it's like made to happen like that sort of puts in the sort of stereotype that females will always be less de- deserving and also makes them believe that and makes them also think that they're less competent 
in being in, responsible for your inheritance finances yeah, yeah. always yeah. puts them in like the lowest seat and then another example is in iran i think 18 countries or so in the world men okay this is going to shock you men have the power to prevent their wife from taking a job imagine someone being in control of Bro. your work <laughs> and then another one this is even more like crazier again 46 countries this is keep in mind it's only targeted it's only a thing for males you have there's no legal action against domestic abuse if you're married to someone from I, a male to female don't like, even take that back but like it's not for female to male like there will be repercussions for that but as long as it doesn't call cause a proper like bodily harm probably meaning like death yeah. it's it's allowed it's legal yeah yeah oh my god i was reading this article about how like in india um mm-hmm. intermarital intermarital rape is not um a crime no, it's not it is not you don't get prosecuted for that which i find terrible because rape is rape whether or not you're yeah. married to someone consent, consent and marriage don't go hand in hand mm-hmm. it depends on your on what you feel like if you want to have sex then you say yes and you have sex if you want to say no then no means no if you go ahead with it that is rape irrespective of whether you have their hand in marriage or whatever yeah and and especially in so many countries where child marriage is a thing and you're getting married to like this really older person and you, you you're really innocent and you have no clue what's happening and then you don't even realize that you're being raped that's exactly because you know like and we know that child marriage is something that still is happening in india and like mm-hmm. imagine like a 12 year old just getting married to getting married off to an old creepy 75 year old man and being mm-hmm. raped and not realizing that it is rape but yeah. knowing that they are being hurt and they they don't like it yeah um i would oh okay before like i talk about my interesting law i also want to say that you know we're not um trying to again be stereotypical in terms of like the countries or the cities that we're talking about because also um acknowledging the fact that you know there are stereotypes that are prevalent in today's society and they are made a lot worse by media itself and then where you go visit the country it's not like every like i'm not married and i'm 17 you know so it's not like these stereotypes and these laws are yeah with yeah. related to everyone there are certain communities that it happens in and we're not sort of imposing that a whole country or a whole person or a whole um group of people is bad just because of this one stereotype it's yeah, obviously genders yeah. yeah yeah it's obviously to a specific group of people and we aren't in any way trying to offend anyone by talking about these rules we just think it's interesting but okay yeah moving on to like my interesting law that i had um so there the section 46 is the code of criminal procedure and in 1973 um it provided for the mode of arrest and so the provisions of the subsection 4 of section 46 of the code criminal procedure sort of mandates that if police want to arrest a woman after sunset they have to seek the prior permission of the magistrate and arrest should be made by a lady police officer so technically no woman shall be arrested after sunset and before sunrise which is which does make sense because obviously yeah. there is police brutality towards um women and could be dangerous when there's no one around right but then also think about it it's not like police aren't going to be brutal towards men and beat them yeah. up and harass them so i think 
that yeah, sort of enforces yeah, yeah that sort of enforces the stereotype one gender should apply to both definitely yeah, yeah. the like same sort of don't... protection should be provided for the male sex yeah yeah exactly don't go around you know doing police brutality you know? yeah that seems like a much better alternative than having laws like mm-hmm. these in place yeah um Okay, well, yeah, moving on, we have uh, a segment that we sort of want to introduce um, and we'd like to have continue in all of our podcasts, which is to pay tribute to influential figures involved in the feminist movement. People aren't talked about very commonly and we think they definitely require more attention. Um, also, we don't have a name for this segment yet, but we'll figure it out by the next podcast. Hopefully, um, if you... have any suggestions as well please send them to us as a message on our instagram at girl up stonehill self plug but we post a lot of cool content on there um tamana <laughs> do you want to talk about the influential figure that we have for today oh yeah absolutely so i'd like to speak about kamla bhasim um she passed away today unfortunately sometime around i think 3 in the morning but she was a phenomenal woman she was an icon to the feminist sphere both in india and in the south asian region an author as well she wrote several books on feminism and gender theory and according to an article i found this really interesting according to an article by the indian express she was the one who brought the chant azadi which means freedom um a phrase that was used extensively during the um freedom movement in india when we were fighting for independence um from the british um so basically she brought the chant azadi into vogue as a feminist motto thrown against the patriarchy which i just i found phenomenal and i think that's super interesting yeah exactly like how she did it and and it makes sense right because mm-hmm. you know the patriarchy is something that sort of chains women and both actually men and women when you think about it patriarchy and internalized misogyny it's like no freedom for anyone which is ridiculous <laughs> but yeah, yeah to end today's episode Um I'd like to end it with the best quote ever. First <laughs> of we love this. Yeah, no we really do. A whole no one is a holy pink butterfly or a blue cow. We are all to varying degrees purple spaceship onesies. A perfect summary by the guardian. <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning into this podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to this. Um please feel free to message us any questions that you would like us to answer next time again that's at girlupsonal on Instagram or you can email us on girlup@stonehill.in signing off your host Arzu Tamanna and Nanara and